<laughs> Rianne. Lee. Thank you for, for trying to keep me sane in my prison. Oh. My prison that I used to call a house and is now a small prison. I'm just here to see how insane you've gone, really. I, I think... Um, I do think you're at the shine level yet. I've definitely haven't hit the peak. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no, there's no flattening of the curve of this. I'm afraid. I think it's just going to get so high and then just go off a cliff. Yeah. So. Is that an axe in, in the corner of your room? No, it's a shotgun. <laughs> if, if I'm going out, I'm going out like Kirk Cobain. <laughs> God, I need to get some glasses. <laughs> <laughs> so, you you being a key worker, you're uh, you're free. I am. Yeah, I do feel bad on people, but I do think it's like the the most hated of key workers, though. I'm not like... being funny, but when <laughs> I don't think when people are clapping, they've clapped for radio hosts. No, absolutely not, <laughs> and, and I definitely feel it. You know, like everyone else has been really heroic, and uh, and then we're just like getting angry comments on our <laughs> on our website and stuff. But um, yeah, understandable. Have you had a lot but of least, angry angry comments? Um, it was weird at the start. Um, everyone was like all about Mike's radio, and like loads more people are listening to it now. And people were fully praising us, like, thank God, like, we're getting our information from you. And um, thank you so much for um, asking our questions to government and da-da-da-da-da. And I actually noticed yesterday and today, um, as people are obviously getting a bit fidgety with lockdown, people have started becoming a lot more aggressive again oh, online. No. And, <laughs> and just... Um, I put up an article today about, and it was with the director of public health. I didn't do the interview. I, I literally was just putting stuff up online. And uh, and the director of public health had given like her professional opinion on on a matter to do with coronavirus. And people would just be like, what stupid, what stupid interview to put up. Like, why would Mike's Radio put this interview up? Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, this is just ridiculous. And I was just like, well... She's the director of public health <laughs> during the health crisis. So. Does, doesn't she live in Liverpool? That always strikes me as odd. Does she live in Liverpool? I think so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, yeah, so people are starting to get a bit more aggy now. Um, so I just I just ignore the comments. Does it feel weird in the radio station? Um, so today, and yet, today I was the only one in, apart from the presenter, um, which is fine. I actually got loads more done because <laughs> there was no one to distract distract me. Um, but yeah, it's it's been nice if I'm honest. Um, it's a nice crew in, and it's nice having fewer people there actually. Um, but I definitely sort of feel bad for other people not not able to leave the house or see anyone else. Do you not feel a little bit like <laughs> some sort of BBC BBC Two comedy drama? Of like the, the apocalypse oh, raging outside, and a, and a yeah. small local radio station broadcasting said apocalypse. Absolutely, yeah. I've definitely been making notes for a potential, well, a future Emmy-winning comedy series. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I think more than anything, 
at first I was like, oh, coronavirus, this is this is quite serious. Oh, so, wow. yeah. I did a story about cows the other day, so that was a nice change. Well, that, that's what's getting me down with the whole situation, is there's no news. There's no other news. It's just this. Exactly. It's all corona all the time. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's like... I'm try like I can't personally try my best to try and find other news, but as soon as you put something up that is like a clear attempt to find other news, instead of people being like, "Oh, that's nice," like some non-coronavirus news, people are just like, "This isn't news. Like, this is <laughs> stupid." So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but there's nothing else going on because there can't be really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's just getting that sort of fatigue now. You can see it in people where they're um, they're starting to have enough, aren't they? They're starting to have enough of staying in. They're starting to have enough of like, the awkwardness. I, I I'm I've, I'm always an odd one when it comes to that. I like shopping. I've always liked shopping, any type of shopping, and uh, really? e- even food shopping. It yeah. Would not put you down and it's it's just a horrible atmosphere. Like you're treating everybody like they've got the plague, literally. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny. I, I've spoken to about three different people this week and all of them have, have said the same. So it's obviously been like a two week sort of mixture of sort of fear and excitement and anxiety and adrenaline. And now everyone's hit like this three week lull where they're just bored of it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And you know, it's going to go on for another couple of months. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so. What was I going to say? Something about Tesco. I haven't been to Tesco since um, since before they closed the borders. Just haven't been. Actively haven't gone. Yeah. I've seen pictures of the queues. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, I went out on a walk last night. And I just think it's funny because the irony is that whenever I go out training now or for a walk, there's more people than ever than yeah. I ever saw before. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think that when I, like, when I would go out of the house for my for my designated short exercise period. I um Yeah. I there's so many people, so many people around. It's it's weird. And mm. I think you can see that starting to ramp up as well, like slowly ramp up where there's just more and more people. I've got this horrible feeling that people are gonna spoil it for everybody. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's gonna be like, right, nobody can leave the house, otherwise it's an instant fine. Oh, I can imagine that. Like pure Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. Well I saw the um I can't remember. It was uh, it, it was a chief inspector of a certain place in England, and um, mm. he said that he said if people don't don't, um, don't start sticking to the rules for essential journeys, we don't want to go down the route the avenue of checking people's shopping bags to deem whether we believe that their what they've bought is essential or not. Essential. But we we yeah. have the power to do so. What? Yeah. Don't you tell me my Terra's chocolate um, orange isn't essential. <laughs> um, I have been keeping, so basically for each bulletin, we print off the uh, international headlines and I've been keeping a stack of them just to see like the gradual, like basically how the whole thing has increased and mm. then will level off and then will decrease. So um, it is interesting. Um I've got to say, though, the people I see out and about, there's a really lovely community spirit. Nothing brings people together better than a common, common enemy. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, that's, it's nice, that's that thing. Nice. 
Um, yeah. I do wonder how qu- how quickly people. It depends on how long this goes on for. What? I, sorry, I thought you were going to say how quickly people would turn on each other when they start to get annoyed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the uh, I I could totally understand when I went. Um, I, I was in the co-op the other day, and the it's it, like it's, it's obviously like most co-ops. It was it's quite small, but everyone's sort of queuing and doing their best sticking lines. And this one guy just sort of walks straight in front of everybody. Uh, and I was there thinking to myself, like, like what? <laughs> what are you thinking? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. I'm sure I'm fine. But I wanted to beat him to death with what I had in my basket. <laughs> yeah. Just Terry's chocolate orange. Just, yeah, just blew it. I reckon you could do it, especially if you put it in a sock. Yeah. They're pretty um, hefty, Terry's chocolate orange. Can't bite like, them. They've got some weight to drop yeah. them. Have to hit them on a table <laughs> to get them. Yeah, have to hit <laughs> exactly. them on a table. But yeah, I um, um, I think everyone's anxiety is just like sitting at five. Everyone just wakes up slightly wound up straight away. Yeah, understandable. Um, I don't know why people do things like that. I don't know what what their thought process is really. Um, but I know there's still like groups of kids going out, mm. so they're obviously not taking it seriously. But I guess their parents really need to sort of get the message through to them um but yeah it'll be it's just it's just an interesting time i mean we're living through what's going to be taught in history lessons yeah 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 uh the i suppose i suppose the thing with like gatherings and stuff like that is uh, for want of better words cunt kids Mm. and cunt parents are still going to be cunts in the apocalypse yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. And they'll probably be the ones to survive as well. <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah, abs- absolutely. Whilst of infecting thousands of people, they'll probably take out like a thousand nanas each. <laughs> you, when you, <laughs> just before, when you, when you froze and I didn't hear anything and I just thought you'd not found what I'd said funny at all. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's that's grim (laughs) you you should just be Um, fucking happy to speak to somebody (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah it does make me laugh when like when I went on a walk last night and whenever I reached a long sort of stretch of road and there was someone coming towards me you see the sort of panic that comes what do I do what do I do when yeah, yeah. When do I? How long do I leave it before I sort of make room? And how much room do I give without looking rude? And yeah, da, 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 da. it's funny. I think this is the thing, isn't it? It's the uh, you, you've got this even balance there of Britishness and self-preservation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This woman was walking towards me, and that exact thing happened. And then I had sunglasses on, and it was starting to get a bit shadowy. And she walked she walked under some trees and like waved her hand so that I like (laughs) took my headphones out and waved at her. And then I realized she was like swatting midges away. (laughs) So I was like, Oh, she's, she's obviously seen me. So I can't just pretend like it hasn't happened. So I better acknowledge it. So I was just like, Oh, I thought you were waving to me then, but then realized she was swatting the midges away. And she was just like, yeah. And just didn't. (laughs) And I was like, Okay, have a nice day. 
Just yeah. what is a symptom of coronavirus being overly fucking nice to people? No, go away. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's funny. Um, but what have you been doing to sort of pass the time? Uh, if it wasn't for having Arthur, I I think I'd struggle with what to do. Because like yeah. he he doesn't care he doesn't care that there's an apocalypse going on he finds it a bit weird that he's not going to nursery and stuff like that but in general he just wants to do stuff so mm. I've um I still have to get up at like half five in the morning I still have to do all yeah. the stuff I am doing it's just now and again you sort of look at him and think what the fuck am I going to do with you for the fifteen hours you want to <laughs> be awake for <laughs> yeah what have you been doing I've I sort of my garden out. I put some garden yeah. furniture together. Very, very grown-up things. <laughs> yeah, productive. So, yeah, and they're like the I've got a, a short route that we we can go on a walk for, so we're kind of away from people and stuff like that. So it's uh, I'm I'm amazed how quickly I, I days don't mean anything now because the other yeah. thing to to remember here is I'm on Monday going into week five because I had the two weeks before we went into lockdown. Yeah. So, yeah, was, it's a was long that time. Been away or something? No, Arthur had a cold and was sent home from nursery, so we were quarantined. Yeah. He was swabbed and everything. Like he got, he they they came round. I think yeah. he thought it was that bit of ET. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you I doing, only just told him it was. Were you doing the same thing there? I just. <laughs> what was that? Right, just no selling a joke. What? <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, it's, it was. It's my bad, bad humour, isn't it? But no, it's my bad hearing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, five weeks. Then you're you're actually doing a lot better than I would have expected. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Maybe maybe it's the fact that secretly, well, not even secretly, like I'm. I'm pretty lazy. Like if you if you give me the option not to go to work, if I if I can make it through, then I'll I'll do that. So I can look after Arthur for a bit and then do stuff I like to do in the evenings. That's quite nice. Yeah. But, to be fair, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and and they were saying, "Oh, you can only leave the house, obviously, to to exercise." And I was saying to him, honestly, on my days off. I would st- I would only leave the house to exercise anyway, and then the rest of the day I would I would just spend indoors, you know, quite happily. And then I it was only like every so often that I would go like to a friend's for a drink or to a friend's for a cup of tea. But for the most part, I would just stay in. Yeah, so it's not a massive stretch, really. Um, for me personally, <laughs> I d- I do wonder but, how like what the long term effects are going to be on people if this goes on for. You know, if if we don't see any sort of like real flattening and things keep, you know, the the cases don't go down and we can't start opening things up, you know, before like the end of the year or something crazy like that, because yeah. people are already interacting with each other differently. I wonder how much of that happens before going back is difficult. What do you think? How do you reckon it will go? How do you reckon people will change? Um. I think there's there's twofold on this. I um I worry that lots of the things that are being implemented um to keep people sort of safe 
um, won't disappear. You know, the like going fifty mile an hour in the Isle of Man roads that is never happening again. That forty, 40. that forty mile an hour speed limit is going to stay forty mile an hour forever. I, I don't believe that'll ever be that'll ever be changed. Yeah. Um, I wonder whether the people get so used to the the shopping situation with the boxes and the supermarkets and stuff like that. I wonder whether that'll be that'll be something that goes because the I I I wonder whether the threat of something like this happening again turns like makes us more like uh, China or something like that. You know where people people wear masks in general more mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. The, uh, the the world was in such a shaky ground, and I don't think none of us really noticed it. I'm sure. I'm sure there was a lot of intellectuals that had thought about this. Like for for a long time, but it feels like now you go, oh shit! Everything was on a knife edge. You know, it was all everything was just on this shaky ground where we thought everything like that. That's what normal is, and things can only get better from here, not worse. And everything feels a bit shaky now. Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing, like things I have noticed, um, like you. Well, it might it might just be like lucky weather, um, which we have had. And I just and honestly, from being in the newsroom and reporting on yellow weather warnings for gale force winds and the rain, fact everyone's like, been locked honestly, in the house, me having a drop of rain. It's the nicest weather we've had. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like you've got to be fucking kidding. Anyway, like the skies are incredibly blue, and I think it's lovely. Like the the pictures you're seeing of people saying, you know, there's so like the air pollution has dropped so quickly and and I do sort of think god like the earth would be so much better without us you know it it heals so quickly um and also things like in the UK they've put ho- so many homeless people up in accommodation literally overnight yeah, yeah and it's yeah. just like why couldn't you have done that years Sooner. and years ago yeah. because you obviously have the power to do it and yet all people do is talk and be like, well, we need to discuss it. And it's really not that simple. And it's like, well, when there's a fucking pandemic, it's that simple. So why not just be a better person and just do it without that threat there in the, in the first place? Because um, of, because, in, in my uneducated opinion, that's because we are doing things at the moment because we have to, we have to, and mm-hmm. paying no attention to what the financial ramifications are going to be in the future. Um, I was uh, there was a, a good quote I heard today. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Thingy McAvee on. I forgot his first name. Um, and he he said as far as Dude, like McAvoy, yeah, no, no, not him. The, no, the, sorry, the guy, the guy that made the, the guy that made the antivirus <laughs> software. Um, and uh, he he said that after the coronavirus is finished, the the apocalypse will start because of the damage we're doing to the economy. And um, what did he mean by apocalypse? Um, the the fact that people people have lost jobs, companies will have shut yeah. down. Uh, he said you're going to have poverty on a huge scales. Um, yeah. He said that's he said that's what we when we look back at this time, he thinks the shutting down of the world and the destruction of the economy will kill more people than the virus ever could. Yeah, I did read in the news 
that thousands, hundreds and thousands of people were left with like lifetime long illnesses after the economic crash years ago. I can't mm. remember what it was. And that and that and this is way worse than that. So yeah. they're predicting that you know, it's gonna have a huge mental effect on people. Well, the in that um Douglas Murray's uh uh madness of crowds, he connects <laughs> the like the way people are interact with each other now and this the whole um identity politics thing as a knock the the, the social knock on from 2008 so nobody really saw coming we didn't see how much that was going to affect humans at like a base level we we just we just thought of it as like bank accounts and when you think about it you know it's realistically you had the terrible financial stuff happening and you had people losing their homes and stuff but it was kind of business as usual as far as the planet was concerned whereas now everything is it's chaos so he who'd have thought like you know a few months ago when you were sat across the ta- a table from me when we were talking when you come back from japan who would have thought mm. that we'd be doing a podcast on skype because we weren't allowed to meet each other yeah i know because it's of the pandemic it? it's crazy it happened so fast and i remember getting back from japan and being like oh i just managed that just in time and then i went to london yeah and got back and was literally like wow i just managed both those places literally just in time and then all of a sudden it was like close the borders yeah yeah <laughs> just everything down it's nuts how long were you back from um, london before they shut the border um i think two and a half weeks because i just made I made the cut off to not have to self isolate. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but it is, it is nuts, and it's really it's quite fascinating actually. It makes me realise that I'm in an I'm in an incredibly privileged position um, to go through this sort of situation. Um, it's a good way to look at it like like i said that 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 quote i can never remember who said it but it's really good is the curse of living in interesting times yeah yeah so true yeah um i like i i still wonder whether in um because there's there's so many there's so many conflicting reports coming out now i what i read in um oh the I forgot what the I forgot London Institute of Biological Disease put a, a paper out that suggested, and I'm, I'm sorry to anyone that's listened to this that's heard me heard me mention this before, because I, I mentioned it on the podcast I did with um, uh, the doctor that came on the other day. Uh, you have another podcast. Sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, no, yeah. So, sorry. Sorry. It's uh, we didn't say it was going to be exclusive. You know. <laughs> without me you, you, no. you do radio shows that's like podcast orgies it's news <laughs> <laughs> i did feel a bit like ron burgundy when it all started you know where he's running down he's sprinting down the street and he just unnecessarily like shoves a guy out of the way and goes i've got to read the news <laughs> like, <that's what> <laughs> Anyway, I'm sorry. You were on to a very serious point that that was really interesting. But they, I interrupted. they estimate that between 
seven and 40 million people have this all over the world that have had it, not known they've had it. Um, and that even that, even if you take the, um, the 7 million people that takes the death toll right down, you know, of what, of like the percentage of what it is. If, if it's it's somewhere, probably where the truth lies in the middle somewhere, you know, it would be like a 0.035 or something for, for what the death, death rate is. And I think that's half of the battle because we, because we don't know it's, you know, you, all you do is read and like and watch on the news of the like Italy and Spain where they've got like a ridiculously high mm-hmm. high death rate. The UK seems to be having like a a terrible time with it as well, and I, I find the UK having a terrible time with it. Not funny, but the fact that people are going, "This is awful!" Like almost a thousand people are dying a day. You know, yeah, and you've still got flights coming in from the US and China, and you think, "Hang on, a you know, think about this for mm-hmm. a second. Yeah, yeah. Well, America's, I think it, Amer- America's taken the lead now with the amount of deaths. Yeah, there from it. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's. I. I think what's quite the the most sort of surreal thing about it is just how quickly it's passed on, because as you were saying, um, the death toll. I guess apparently in comparison to a lot of other things, mm-hmm. um, it isn't the highest thing. But it's just at the rate that it can it's be really passed around. It's really spreadable, yeah. It is that nuts, you know, and that is quite sort of zombie apocalypse Almost. You know, as soon as you get bitten. Almost so. like it was some sort of leaked biological weapon. Well, yeah, I knew I, I knew you would bring this up. And and I can totally imagine it, it being that, you know, totally. Yeah. Um, I think we should be lucky. Like, is is the fact that if if it was leaked, it was obviously an accident, and it wasn't finished. If 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 something like this yeah. would have broke containment, which was finished and had a higher mortality rate, then then mm. we're all fucked. You know. Yeah, yeah, but it goes to show, doesn't it? Like I I could totally imagine that you know being used as being created as a weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was I going to say? Um, wasn't it in 1984 I haven't read in 1984 maybe it wasn't that but um, either a book or a film in the 80s I think a book someone wrote about this disease yeah it was that um, we, we we talked about that on the last podcast you you came you were here did, for, yeah, yeah um, I've can't, I can't remember what it was called but um, that, do you know what the funny thing is because of that that book is now cost like over a thousand pounds on Amazon if you've got yeah. if you've got a paperback <laughs> copy yeah. Or for somebody to read the same page they've seen on a website. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, and also I saw somewhere that in a film, I don't know if it was a foreign film, I can't remember the name, my brain's like a sieve at the moment, but I think it was an 80s film as well. And someone had um, written that the Tokyo 2020 Olympics had been cancelled. Um, that was in the background of it. And I was like, oh. Wow. That's interesting as well. That's crazy. So. Uh, I, I, it still boggles my mind. Do you remember the picture I showed you of the um, that the disease lab that's in Wuhan, um, like the level four bio lab they've got, and it's it's the same logo as the logo for the the place that made the disease in Resident Evil, the video game. Oh, 
It's the same That's logo. Right. It's stupid. Stupid. This, this is pure dystopian novel material. Yeah. We should write a book and make millions of it. I do. You don't need to write a book. You just write a diary at the minute. Write a diary it's and then release it. I, I am. I've started writing it. I've started writing this like a few when on. Let me just check the date. I started writing it on the nineteenth of March, and I'm over halfway through it. Um, just from writing what's what's in the news and how the general feel is of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We can collaborate. We'll make a book and then it'll be made into a film and then we'll go to the Oscars and then we'll we'll find out who's really a dick in real life. All of them. <laughs> and be like, I knew it. <laughs> so, so I, and I can finally <laughs> get walk, I can fo- finally walk up to Tom Hanks and go, come on then. What's, what's the deal here? Nobody's as nice <laughs> as you pretend to be. What's going on here? <laughs> I don't <care. laughs> I know you've won an Oscar, but I don't. I don't buy this. Um, but yeah, it is interesting, and I do think you're right. You know, everyone's hitting this lull now where they're starting to get frustrated. So um, now it's going to be interesting to see how people's behaviour changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's I, a funny thing was the I, the other day I've got um what sorry before I mention this. Where are people getting the fucking gloves from? You know, like the per- I don't know. Everyone yeah. seems to have those in the house, like for an appending apocalypse. Where, and like it was just one day, I thought, well, everyone went, oh, it's a good job we've got these rubber gloves to wear everywhere. I haven't got them. <laughs> like opening a drawer and being like, I knew this day would come. <laughs> I mean, I mean the to be fair, talk about being accidentally prepared. I do have a have a box of medical masks. <laughs> do you do yeah. you not wear those at work? No, no, not the medical ones. I wear a dress mask at work. And to be perfectly honest, my uh, I've took masks out, but I've been quite strategic when I've been shopping, and um, I haven't met a full shop yet. Whenever I've gone to the shop, it's been right, empty, okay. so I haven't. I've thought, well, I'm not. I'm not making an idiot myself walking around an empty shop on my own with a mask on. So I so yeah. I, I haven't worried. It's it's in the it's it's there if I have to queue up with a load of coughing diseased people. Yeah, I mean realistically, yeah, yeah. like lepers are how I think of most people. So it's not much of an adjustment. <laughs> yeah. I just know they're dangerous yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's weird. Like I ordered a Chinese today, and that was my first. That was actually my first point of call with the real world essentially essentially because i've been up and out going to work and then just coming home in the afternoons like falling asleep doing a bit of training and going to bed and doing it again so i haven't had to go to the shops or or try and interact with anyone at all mm-hmm. um and then i was like i didn't know where my bank card was because i haven't used it in about three weeks so i put i was like oh can i pay cash um, if I like wash my hands and she was like oh yeah just put it in like a note outside and I was just like oh god yeah we can't hand money over dad yeah. so I just like wrote a little note and left the money outside that's um, one of the um the the highlights for me of coronavirus is the dodgy 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 exchanges <laughs> well no no it's just like because I I I hate the awkward conversation with the delivery man and um, <laughs> the, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, this sounds awful, but 
I'm not I, I'm not a big tipper and a big card payer. So you you always have this sort of iffy exchange on the draw where they're sort of looking at you expectantly like a puppy that wants a biscuit and you think, well, yeah. I've, I've got no cash in the house, mate. Just want me pizza, yeah. thanks. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. The, the fact that I can ring up a place and say, yeah, yeah, just, uh, just time to leave it in the door, knock and run away, please, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is funny. It makes me feel like, like imagine what a drug sort of deal would be. Because I, I had to drop my. It's nothing like friend. a drug deal. They're much more friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to drop a friend from work some SD cards off, um, and I was like, "How do we do this?" And he and he was messaging like, "Get out the car, <laughs> like go to <laughs> go to the doorstep, leave it there." And he was like, "There's something in the bush for you." And he'd like left a mile as far as the thanks, and I was just like, "It all felt so dirty." <laughs> 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 <It's funny. laughs> uh, I yeah, yeah. When, when I was shopping the other day I have like a pair of plastic gloves on underneath mm-hmm. just a pair of normal black gloves so because uh, yeah. uh, the black gloves don't do anything just stop me making look like yeah. a moron so um yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so I had those on but then I put my hand in my pocket and my keys went through both sets of gloves I thought this is how fucking outbreak oh, no. happened. This is it. Like this. This is <laughs> yeah. this is how I become a zombie. <laughs> that tiny moment. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. Reckon, how do you reckon you would do in a zombie apocalypse? I mean, it depends. If uh, I'm not very fast, um, I'm reasonably good at shifting heavy things out of the way. So that that would be a tick in my box as moving heavy stuff. But um, mm-hmm. if they were the fast zombies, like I, fifteen minutes. Should should zombies be fast? Or Absolutely slow? not, because they're rotting and they're decaying as they're walking around. Okay, great. Right. So classic zombie then. Classic zombie film. I I think I'd be okay. I I I also think I'd just wait for a while. <laughs> like yeah. be, there's there's no reason to leave the house if you paint the uh, I'd paint the windows so they can't see mm-hmm. in. So, the, so yeah. there's no reason for them to attack my house if they don't see people. Um, yeah. Work out a way to keep everybody in the place quiet and then just wait a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Basically what but I'm what doing about... right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what about when you have to go get food? I will never not need food. I tell you what, this is always... <laughs> uh, this is um, something I've learned now. Look, Luckily enough, when... Um, when this was in China, because I'm I'm awful for uh, forgetting to buy things when I go shopping, and like literally buy like thinking what the meals are that I needed for the week, and going right, that's it. I'm buying nothing else. So at the end of when it comes to going shopping again, like there's like a cockroach and a piece of lettuce in the fridge, <laughs> and um, I've realised now that the not having at least like three weeks worth of food, you know. I mean, not not so you can cook gourmet meals, but the uh, just enough food to get yourself by for a month or three weeks, and a few big bottles of water as well. It's irresponsible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's tr- yeah. So you'd be fine. I reckon you you would be fine. You know, you've got. You've got your plan of action. I wish so we. I wish we moment. had guns. 
I do. You wish we, you had guns. I wish we had guns. Wait, is that what? But the sound would attract others. No, I, yeah, but I mean, just in general. I mean, even at the minute, I wish we had guns, <laughs> just in case. Why? Just in case. <laughs> Just in case, in some, case, what, in case some policeman tries to come and take my Terry's chocolate orange off me. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll become a cop killer to keep me chocolate orange. I love chocolate oranges. You, you, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, they're fine in my books. <laughs> I'll take a fine. Not my first point of all. <laughs> what what would be um, a, a, a apocalypse apocalypse snack? What would be your apocalypse, apocalypse snack? snack? Um, apocalypse snack seems like a bad Harry Enfield sketch. It does, yeah. Like Vietnam Vietnam eating like a Snickers or something. <laughs> um, is it a sweet snack or a savory snack? Well, for a savory snack, the correct answer is pizza. So I'll say sweet. Okay. Uh, I would go for pizza. For sweet, I would go for cake. Cupcakes. Cupcakes? Yeah. Yes. Or Biscoff brownies. I've never had a Biscoff brownie. What I did have, and this is second highlight of the corona apocalypse, um, because like all businesses are terrified of going bust, all food outlets are delivery now. So, so yes. all of a sudden, it's like living in the middle of a city where you can order anything you want. It's great. Uh, I, yeah. I I ordered a milkshake because it was because it was from? A, from Gourmet Shakes. Who knew oh, that amazing. was a thing? It is like being in Manchester or London or anywhere really, yeah. apart from the Alamo. But I I interviewed people who had set up this online platform where basically they're. It's it's like Just Eat, basically, and I was chatting to them, and they were like, yeah, we wanted to help all the local businesses, but also, this should have been done years ago. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like, why don't we already have this? Yeah. You know, um, and I was like, so true. It's about about time, you know. So, I feel sorry. Is, you, you know there'll be people out there that literally finished setting up their business, whatever it's uh-huh. in, music shop, restaurant, clicked open and boris johnson said closed <laughs> yeah yeah no. it must be awful yeah yeah hopefully um people are getting help from government yeah apparently yeah. apparently the uk is not till july though is it apparently like the uh I've, I've had to do that um like affected by covid self-employment thing so yeah i'm still i'm still waiting to hear back from anything like that but um, was it was it fairly straightforward? It felt fairly straightforward. It felt fairly straightforward to the point that I didn't trust it. Right. Okay. Well, I think that would have been an active decision. And like Lawrence Skelly today was saying, you know, if you've got any questions whatsoever about anything, like just email us because we want to, like, we just want to sort of help. So they seem pretty sincere, which mm. is good. Well, I think you've yeah. got to like this is the. One of the things that surprised me with here in the UK being quite like slow about it because, um, you know, it's when when the government it's 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 what I find strange about the the pain. There's record unemployment. You go well. There's not record unemployment. You've told me I can't go to work. It doesn't make me unemployed. Yeah. It makes me unable to be employed. 
And I think yeah, you know, it's, exactly. there's a difference there. Yeah. Uh, um, did you hear um, or see Donald Trump's tweet about the $1,200 that's getting sent to all the every American? Um, I heard that he was... I heard that he was sending money to them months ago, like $500 to every American or something like that. But has he, like, done a new tweet or something? Well, the I, I don't know about the getting of the money, but uh, he tweeted, I think this might have been a week ago or two weeks ago, uh, that they they just finished signing off the agreement and freeing the funds up to put out. He said the, the first batch of checks should be uh, should be in Americans' hands by Friday. I think he tweeted this on the Monday and he said, "Obviously, unless the, the unless you've uh, yeah you've tweeted me with the hashtag not my president, because I wouldn't want to offend you with a check from someone that isn't your president." <laughs> and, oh shit! <laughs> what, a, what a world we live in! What a world we live in where we have a president of the United States of America that dunks on people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do you reckon he's actually going to do that? No, 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 no. I think it's just his. I, do you know what? Right, I think for all of the uh, for all of the faults, I think he's got a sense of humour. Yeah, I, well, I guess he'd have to with so many people hating him. Yeah, like I should just go go mad. Um, but yeah, that's good though. If he's sending money out to everyone, that is that is good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we need our chief minister. Big Howard needs to listen to him. <laughs> No, Big Howard's coffee and Big Bojo. I know, yeah. The Following in his footsteps. Uh, fr- fr- Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. No, uh, no, no, you go. A friend of mine and healthcare professional thinks it's a load of bollocks, to which he replied, as far as I'm concerned, he said, like, Lee, you were sicker than him this time last year. Oh, really? Because the, 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 the idea of being in a, a intensive care unit not on a ventilator and just for a week uh, like raises alarm bells to him oh boris johnson yeah 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 that like he was in the headlines today and it was like boris johnson is is sat up watching with the, with nail and i and playing sudoku and i was like cool good choice of film <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah yeah very good choice of film i did think that uh, here's a um, question. I asked Stuart this last night, and he had, he he didn't he couldn't think of anyone of uh, that that came to mind. Name another um, another leader that you constantly refer to by the first name. Um, I don't know enough for leaders. I don't know what. It's hard, isn't it? I can't. Why, I can't think that? of any. I can't think of anything. I think I like Boris is the only like world leader that I can think of uh, that people refer to them by their first name, and that made uh, made me think that it shows that even even when people say they don't like Boris Boris Johnson, there's an underlying warmth people have for him. I think yeah, it's there's something you, you feel like you know him more than you've known another prime minister. For good or bad, I suppose. Yeah, it's funny that, and, and I was thinking that when the news came in that he'd gone into intensive care, and I was like, oh, like, um, you know, I'm, I, I don't dislike him, but I, I do think he, he's 
I have some things that I would that I don't agree with mm-hmm. um, a fair few things um, about him that I don't like and don't agree with but when I heard that I was like oh no you know yeah yeah that's not very nice news and it's be- and I think it's because he he takes everything with a pinch of salt and and he does have like obviously a good sense of humor and, and a good nature about him um so, so I think like the things that I don't like about him I don't think are he's not a bad person so when I found that out I was like oh no you know if if he if he pops his clogs that's going to like I it would have been devastating it, it would have been devastating yeah. for Britain if he'd have died as well you know, it's yeah the, um, absolutely but that that's something that confused me about that whole situation I thought what fucking cynical fuckwits have we turned into where they need to make an excuse that the prime minister has got good health care you know, they've had to say he's really serious because he obviously, obviously, whatever whatever your country can give as far as the best possible health care, your leader's going to have it. And for good reason, because, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it would be the same, yeah. same, same here with Howard Quayle. You know, Joe, I, I, I would expect him to have a more, um, uh, more, more attention given to him to, to to his recovery than if I was sick, and because yeah. when I get better, I don't have to keep running the fucking island. Yeah, he's <laughs> the one making the decisions to yeah. benefit everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't think like that's people shouldn't get cynical over that. It's very it's very ugly ugly thing. Um, I I do hope it makes people realise that you sh- they should not privatise the NHS. Um, that's the main thing that I think people can learn from mm-hmm. this situation. Yeah, well, I mean, the that's why America's going to have such a big death toll, isn't it? Because of the, there's, there's people going to be dying in their homes because they can't afford to go to uh, the hospital. Um, Just not. That I can't I can't get my head around it. No, there was a seventy-one-year-old man. My friend Ben sent me the uh, um, the article about it. But there was a seventy-one-year-old man in New York um, died because he got to hospital and he didn't have like enough healthcare insurance to do the what what needed to be done to save him. And there, there oh was the, there was another. I can't remember whether this was COVID-related or something else. But someone died. I'm sure it was COVID related. Someone died in a hospital, and their last words were on the phone. Uh, he was on the phone to his wife, uh, saying, "No, we can't afford it." And they were, they were his last words. We're saying that they, could, yeah, we we can't afford the what what needs to be done. That's devastating. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't believe that that. You know, uh, uh, first world country is has that system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Just, I mean, like how it's like a couple grand to have a have a child. Yeah. There, do you know? What I mean, I mean it's not nuts. The uh, the the thing I find hilarious about the whole thing as well is when you listen to um, like Americans talk about like. Uh, socialized healthcare in the UK, and I, I obviously have no idea what Canada's like. Canada might be a shit show for all I know, um, as far as health service goes. But um, I know I can talk for the UK, 
But when you listen to Americans talk about it, like they've been Jedi mind tricked into thinking that healthcare in the UK is fucking awful. Really? Yeah. That's bad. They don't know what they're missing out on. No, they don't. You get to, you get to see a doctor, mm. get to walk away, and then not not only do you get your treatment free, you get cheap drugs after it. Yeah, exactly. And you, for the most part, survive because of it. Yeah. Oh, there's, oh! You put me um, like, like my mate saying about how sick I was this time last year. I mean, I mm. was I was in hospital for a month. I had, mm. re- regardless of what what the drugs that I was on, you know, for antibiotics and painkillers and stuff for uh, painkillers for two months, antibiotics for the full four weeks I was in hospital. Mm. Um, the I had two, which which is the like one where you're actually in the big cylinder. There's a CAT scan and a, what's um, the? An MRI. MRI is the serious one, isn't it? Like, yeah. Where, yeah. I had three MRIs and two CAT scans. Uh, like, that Gosh. would have been thousands, thousands. All, all, yeah. all those scans as well. All those scans to realize that there was actually nothing wrong with my spine. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. True though. Like, yeah. It, it do, I mean, I ended up going private when I bust my Achilles. And um, and the doctor, I couldn't praise high, like, give higher praise to. He was fantastic. But immediately, mm. the price of things was like, it wasn't a bit of money. It was like everything. I like, can... the consultation was a couple hundred. Then, like, the MRI was like, another bigger you know, yeah yeah, yeah. like oh god i know but I, I can understand why you go um uh private for your uh achilles thing so i've, I've got a bad like I, th- I, I think i've got a strained one i don't know i, I had it years ago and then mm. i've had it for a year now because the i went to a chiropractor which is what i really need to do again uh, not chiropractor a sports therapist which i really need to do again and <laughs> uh, we did loads of yeah. like freezy stuff and um uh acupuncture really helped as well um but the i think it was being because it's always been a bit sensitive because i was lying down for like a two-month period i think it shrunk so it's it's really tight and i need to i need to sort of stretch it out and stuff but if you have a soft tissue in uh, like injury and you go like nhs (laughs) They just want to give you anti-inflammatories and painkillers. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think coming because I was coming from a place of, um, well, being as serious an athlete as I can be, like on the island, mm-hmm. and they were quite dismissive, and that was that was why I ended up going across um, to like a sport, a proper a sports medical center yeah um and it was a huge difference like sort of the the way they acted and like just their bedside manner was a lot more understanding and stuff well it's like and that's and that and that's that's nothing to do with like the nhs it was just the particular doctor he was like you netballers need to learn how to land on two feet and i was just like uh, maybe you should not tell me how to play play netball <laughs> <laughs> and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Is that what is that is that what did it in for you? Was it landing on one foot? Um, no, I got stood got stood on. Oh, did you? Someone stood on the back of my ankle and it just went. Oh, that must be so sore. It was it was weird because it felt like um, it felt like a graze. And I was just like, ah, she's just like caught the back of my heel as I was about to run. Yeah. Um, and then I fell down and then stood back up thinking it was fine. And then obviously realized I couldn't stand. So um, hopped off. And then all of a sudden the searing pain just kicked in. Oh, so I know. I know. Um, it's pretty nice. I know because because mine like it's, it, ha- it has days when it's when it's really sore, and like if I'm I've sat cross-legged on the floor now and again, and like Arthur will run over and like stand on the on like the side of it when I'm, when I'm sat cross-legged. Oh, back. No, no, like on the if if I'm sat cross cross-legged and he's like put his cool. put his foot between my legs and he'll like land yeah. like on the side of my Achilles there when it's sore. Oh, no. I, yeah. I, I genuinely I I don't think I could ever punch him, but I've thought about it. I've definitely thought about it. <laughs> Get off! <laughs> oh, shit! Please wake up. Um, have you been watching any good films during your lockdown? I watched Sonic the Hedgehog this afternoon. Oh, that doesn't sound good. It was not. <laughs> um, Is that the one with, where Jim Carrey does the voice? Is no, it? Jim Carrey's the baddie. He's in it. He's in it physically. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's really weird. It, it was, in fact, as a uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was quite a big part of my childhood. It was such bad casting. Yeah, who was Sonic? Uh, he's a little blue hedgehog. No, who? <laughs> 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 uh, I've no idea. It's uh, his. <laughs> his voice sounded like. Uh, Oh, he's your man, uh, Ryan Reynolds. It sounded like Ryan Reynolds, oh, yeah. but I don't think it was. But I think it was because he did Pikachu and they couldn't get Ryan Reynolds to do two animated characters like that. Right, okay. <laughs> that's a, a film that's better than it has any right to be. Pokemon? Yeah. It has much better than it's any right to be. I used to love Pokemon. I would quite happily watch the Pokemon series on YouTube just from the beginning again. I was, I was, I was just, just getting too old when Pokemon sort of came around, and I, I think I spent yeah. that the height of Pokemon was like at my drunkest point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, have you watched any anything good? No. Nope. No, I. No. Um, I, no, I haven't watched anything. I I got uh, I bought Disney Plus the other day. I don't know why I fucking hate Disney. Uh, <laughs> it's got everything on there though, doesn't it? So sort of yeah, yeah. But it's even that, on. they've done so many comic books. I've, I've, I'm done with them. I don't want to watch any more comic book stuff. And to make me not want to watch comic book stuff, that means they've really saturated it. Have Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Yes, I did quite like that. I quite like Thor. It made me laugh so much. Yeah, that that was my favorite one. I still, I still haven't been able to get through the whole of Endgame. Why not? I've tried twice now. I got bored halfway through it. It is very long, isn't it? And it's, it's needlessly long. I think that's the problem. Like, yeah. no, nobody needs a three over three hour superhero film. Quite self indulgent, really. Yeah. Um, 
I haven't watched any of the Star Star Wars films. I don't. Uh, I I don't particularly like Star Wars now. The uh, I, th- I thought. Well, oh right, Lisa. Yeah. Mm. And and obviously, I sorry. No, I was just going to say I haven't seen any of the new ones. Yeah, I watched the first one. I wasn't. I feel like we're going to piss off a lot of people with this conversation. Oh yeah, yeah. People don't like it when you say you don't like Star Wars. It's not. It's not. It's not the thing to say. But... Or or Avengers Endgame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People like that too. Damn it! <laughs> Please be a patron. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't. And I, I, I've been. I started watching Picard on Amazon. That seems quite good. Oh, it's the first two episodes of that. Okay. The okay. Uh, it feels like Star Trek. I quite like Star Trek. Hmm. Um. I watched a really, really grim Spanish film called The Platform on Netflix. I thought you were going to say it called The Health Service. <laughs> Sorry, it's well too um, soon. <laughs> no, nah, not for me. That's funny. Um. Um. Yeah. Have you heard of it, The Platform? No. Okay, it's actually a really good original concept. So basically, it's a prison. Oh, and I've, there's like... I've seen uh, it on Netflix. Yes. I've yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. exit of it and it looks fucking ace. Yeah, it's such a good concept. And I was like, oh, it's so refreshing to just have an original story. It's not original, it's, um, it's Snowpiercer. Is it? Yeah. So I haven't seen Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is amazing. It's ace. It's essentially the premise of that film, but yeah. on a train. On a train. Yeah. I knew. I knew. I've heard of Snowpiercer. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch that. Um, it's yeah. on Amazon Prime. If you got Amazon Prime, I don't, but I'll find it. Um, because I remember hearing a review about Snowpiercer ages ago and thinking I should put that on my list to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, is it? Is it by the guy that? directed parasite yes yeah. yeah okay yeah i'll watch it and i think um, it's your yeah. man uh the your guy that plays captain america i think it's his best film right chris evans mm-hmm. okay cool yeah i'll watch that um but the platform was absolutely grim like really really grim so don't watch it if you're feeling down no, it's, I, that's fine. I'm I'm good. The ever since ever since I had that day of uh, which I told you about, where I was off off work sick, and uh, mm-hmm. I go I googled banned movies and watched um, Serbian film Mordom oh, yeah. and some. What was the last one? Go away, go away, Alexa. I, I, I wasn't asking. <laughs> I wasn't asking you to find them. <laughs> um yeah i like yeah it was my it was marta martyrs and was uh, it? yeah 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 and uh yeah that was that was a, i finished watching those films and thought pool i'm i'm a different person now <laughs> i haven't seen a serbian film but i've heard like it's everyone ru- says that it's, it's rubbish is it rubbish why yeah. it's just it's it's grim for the sake of being grim it's there's no um uh, like for want of better words, there's no artistic merit to it. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 pure shock value. Um, What's it called? Exploitation movie. Well, I don't know. Is that? Um, that's basic. I think that basically is just a movie with loads of like unnecessary violence, like needless violence. All oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 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 I put I put it with that, and it's 
you can like the set pieces in the film where it's um you know they've had the concept for the gruesome bits and then mm. they've stuck the middle bits in around those yeah. like saw Rock. essentially it's like saw yeah so yeah so they've written all the greasy sort of gory challenging bits and yeah. then sort of feebly written a plot line in between yeah yeah and it's the like the the end is um is really grim right really really grim but mm. It's it's so grim and so signposted. What do you, do you know what it's about? No, I've got no idea. Well, essentially, yeah. uh, they hire what I, I believe is an he's an ex porn star. This this guy that's mm-hmm. in it, and he, when he was in porn, he was um, he he was famous for always being able to keep a hard on. Okay, like, so. The, these like Russian gangsters or uh, Serbian gangsters, whatever wherever we are, um, hired him to do snuff films because they knew mm. he could keep up through the snuff films. Um, and yeah, and that's essentially that's the film is gruesome things happening where he has to kill people while he's having sex with them while while they film it. And um, what the hell? Yeah, the. So it it ends up with his um um his wife and son being being kidnapped but he's been so mentally damaged by what what's gone on the the film ends with his wife and son lying on a bed and that was his next film and that's where the oh film ends. I don't. I don't even mind wrecking the film for people because you just. I it's, again like, it's such it's such a gruesome way to end a film, but it was so signposted, and I knew like I I knew what was going to happen before he even entered the room. It's like you just the they, they were going for a saw moment, but because they'd done not saw sorry um, seven. They were going for like that seven moment at the yeah. end, but because they took it so far through the film, like it it only had one place that it could go, like later yeah, than that. that. Yeah, and it was just yeah. not good, not a good film. It that sounds it does sound like sort of gruesomeness for the sake of gruesomeness, mm-hmm. and and if you and if you miss the mark with that, then it is just it's um not it's just unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt nasty. it felt like a film. It felt like a film that was they were desperate to get cancelled, uh, so to go you know, to get um, banned because you get the clockwork orange effect when it gets when it gets banned. Because if it hadn't been banned, I would never have watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's I uh, Song of the South was banned for racism recently, but yeah. that's a Disney film. So was it? Why was it racist? So it, yeah, you know what? Um, they say that it depicts slavery in uh, in a positive way. All oh, right, uh, but I actually loved that film growing up because I really liked the the cartoon stories in it. Well, um, listen, I mean, I, do you, have you seen it? I don't think so, but you can't. Um, if we start judging like past art and things on a uh, 
like modern principles, everything's fucked. I mean, it means everything's See, got that, a finite lifespan. Yeah, I that was kind of what I said, and then I was like, "Am I in the wrong for saying that?" But that was genuinely my initial reaction because I was like, "Well, when they made it, it, it was like based on the time period." We don't do that with um, actual crimes. Yeah, no, there's a sta- so there's a statute of time, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think it's it's overcorrection. It's it's again with the overcorrection. That's one good thing coronavirus has done is it's stamped out a load of the things that people were talking about, which didn't matter anymore. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. All of a sudden, so true. a load of people, a load of people got a massive like perspective shift. All of a sudden, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and that has been good. I found it quite. Um, cool well for lack of a better word in the least insensitive way that pretty much everyone in the world is like in the same boat yeah yeah yeah. um Um, i find that really interesting it is uh i found more interesting the videos that celebrities were putting out did you see i was gonna bring this up yeah it's funny how you just think some of them some of them come across like they're absolutely stewing like they just can't handle not being not having the attention, and I'm like, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, Alan, I don't understand when Alan DeGeneres became a 50-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, she, she's been calling everyone, hasn't she? Yeah, but she she looks like her face has shrunk over the time that she hasn't been on television. It's like the rest of her has stayed the same size, but her face has shrunk in. It's really weird. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have been sort of thinking. It's kind of cool that all the celebrities are just having to stay at home and and not film and stuff. But yeah, some of the videos that people are putting up, I'm like, oh god, that's really cringe. Like, just chill out, you know. Did you see the Madonna one of her in the bath? Yeah, I saw a picture of that. News. I was just like, God, you're clutching. But but the thing was, she sat there like naked in the bath, all, all huddled up. And I I can't remember the whole fucking drivel she came out with. But I remember part of it was saying, the thing about COVID-19 is it makes us all the same. Doesn't matter how funny you are, how talented you are, how rich you are. You're like, you're bathing in milk. You are having a milk bath with rose petals on it. It does matter how rich you are. You never have to see the outside world if you don't want to. Yeah, I know. Um, I've seen a lot of memes of people being like, celebrities need to stop complaining about not being able to leave the house when the houses are fucking massive yeah and have like gyms and a pool and stuff like and that and an acre of land around it yeah i know so but yeah it's funny it part part of me like i've found it really interesting to see how productive people have got and and there's been loads of loads of funny memes that have made me laugh but some but sometimes i'm just like God, like, stop being so productive. <laughs> like, you know, when you you get kind of sick of people being so good, and like, and you're just like, God, being such tryhards. Like, just do it in your own time. <laughs> we don't all have to see it. This is what I think might give people. Um, uh, I mean, I've I kind of I, I've had this battle now for a, for a, like at least a year to a, two years, and partly because of the like luxury luxury is the the wrong word for it but it's it's the only one i've got 
like the the luxury of being self-employed gives you at least a little bit of wiggle room you know of, of what what you do and when you do it but i think there's going to be a lot of people that all of a sudden are um forced even even with like financial troubles that that might come with it but forced into spending more time with the family like yeah. forced into well uh like doing more things that they enjoy doing you know it's, and having like that downtime and that the mm. nine to fiveness of the world taken away from them and I I think a lot of people are going to struggle to go. Oh, I don't I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that, I've I've see, sort of classed that as the silver lining of it. You know that people can because everything was so busy before, and now it does feel like things have stopped and it's just still. And I've I've been like, but it's really nice. It's just peaceful. Like people can just take a breath and relax and actually spend quality time with their family and that might that might lead them to a revelation that they want something that that's not what they want anymore but at least they've had that stillness to to realize and um, because when are you re- realistically gonna be able to spend this much time with your family yeah yeah i mean again i, again, I know like the, the from where i'm coming from and i, I hope there's nobody listening listen to this getting angry um because i understand that people might be struggling to make mortgage payments and like them there'll be the complete other side of the coin where this is just complete torture i'm lucky enough in the situation i'm in that the real realistically whatever's in this house there's nothing there's nothing necessary that needs to be bought that's like expensive big purchases the like it, the the household can essentially be put on silent running where it takes very yeah. little very little money to make it function still um yeah. So, but yeah, like the if you'd if you'd got if you just bought a house or something like that, I, I can imagine yeah. how fucking terrifying it would be. Yeah, and also like people having work done, you know, like having their bathroom ripped out, and then like that's it because the next day everyone was told to stop oh, working. Yeah. You know, yeah, fucking um, having a bathroom that'd be awful. <laughs> so yeah. So I do, it, like I said, it does make me realise how like easy I've got it in comparison to so many other people. Do you worry about going out at work when you've got family and stuff at home? Yes, I did, especially with Nan. Um, and then um, and then I just kind of stopped worrying because I was like, well, I'm until I start feeling not right. Yeah. Then, then if I if I start worrying about it, then I could worry about anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, when yeah. there's no evidence there, if you start worrying about stuff, then you can just become a paranoid wreck. So, um, but I'm definitely being conscious and being careful. Yeah, I I think the the paranoia side of it, I've I've definitely felt that. Like I've de- definitely on one occasion, like I felt awful. Like and I, um, I, me- I remember I got up in the morning. Um, ended up going back to bed for for an hour. Sore throat. Thought I was getting a cough or the whole the whole thing. Got got back up. Had a cup of coffee and thought I'm actually fine. And it was yeah, it was just yeah. completely psychosomatic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I can I get because I touch my face quite a lot, but now every time I have an itch or something or touch my face, all I can see are those videos, you know, when doctors put some paint on their hands and they say, like, 
the painters or the germs. And yeah. Every time you touch your face, that's all I can see now. Yeah, but yeah. I can't touch my face. <laughs> I, t- I touch my face. I touch my face. I rub my nose quite a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when I'm driving. Um, but like the, whenever I go out as well, like if, if I go shopping or something like that, the first thing I want to do is cough and scratch my nose. That's just good yeah. because I, cause I know yeah. if I cough, people could look at me and go like, should we just kill him? Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah. if I touch my mouth, I'll think oh, I'm going to get diseased. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I've done that, especially in the first sort of two weeks, just painfully holding in coughs um, to avoid getting lynched. Yeah. Um, but I, I had a feeling because we had to start um, basically sanitizing the studio um, before and after and I started getting this feeling kind of on my chest and it wasn't a cough and it wasn't a sore throat or anything and I started to get a bit paranoid but I think it was the amount of sanitizing products we we were using um, the first place anxiety start- like really real anxiety hits your chest as well no when, when, yeah. when crazy yeah. stuff's going on yeah might have been a subconscious anxiety thing. Mm. I'd had some weird dreams for like a couple nights in that first stint that were definitely like subconscious sort of, yeah, reactions to things. But for the most part, I've been really chilled with it. It's only this week I've started sleeping through the night. Pardon? It's only this week I started sleeping through the night. Really? Yeah, not waking up at like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. It's just feel like, and I'm not, I'm not one of those people that has to wake up and go to the toilet or things like that. You know, it's, I, I just wake mm. up about four o'clock and the nail at bay and go, oh, fuck here we are, and then I have mm. to try and wrestle with myself not to look at my phone. Yeah, it's a horrible battle that. Um, I think I remember. When was it? Must have been a few months ago now. And I and it happened a couple of times. And I woke up in the night and I'm assuming it was a panic attack, but I don't know what about. But it was like I couldn't you know when you take a really deep breath and you get that satisfied feeling of the air like just filling your full lungs yeah, yeah, to yeah. a point where you just breathe out. And it was a horrible feeling because I just couldn't reach that max that maximum point. Yeah. So I felt like I was trying to sort of expand my lungs as much as possible to get that feeling in. And no matter how many times I did it, I just couldn't feel like I could get enough air. And I must have been half asleep. And I remember being there thinking, I've got this horrible feeling in my chest and I can't get enough air. Even though I was breathing, I wasn't short of breath. I just mm-hmm. couldn't get that feeling. And I was lying there half asleep being like I'm sure I'm having a panic attack right now but didn't know what what over there was nothing bothering me it was just completely random in the middle of the night um I used to have panic attacks from sleep the uh, for uh, ages because uh, and I I, like, I had a and like an anxiety thing for no right again like there was no reason for it either it was a uh, um it was lots of little things I think that had mounted up on it, but I know exactly what you mean with the with the like, not. I used to like liken it when I spoke to people was was imagine being really thirsty, and if you mm. you if you you drink something, but you're not, it's not quenching your thirst. You know, you're still as thirsty immediately after it. That's that's yeah. how I thought of it. That's a good description. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, like I said, for the most part, though, I'm very much the same as you. If It's like when I got stranded on the way back from Sri Lanka, which was my own fault, 
I was like, fuck, this is going to be a horrible, horrible journey back. And it was fucking, it sucked so much. But I wasn't stressed during it because I was like, well, there's literally nothing I can do. So you've just got to relax and and just sort of be patient, just sort of go into autopilot and crack on. Yeah. Yeah. um, I've never, I've never had something quite as exciting as that happen to me. Like, so, like getting getting lost getting lost in Spain. Oh, it sounds it sounds sounds like it's, it's a good story now. Lost though. Your lost in Spain story is good though because it <laughs> it sounds like a murder story. <laughs> I thought I thought I was going to get murdered by the police. I was like, oh god. <laughs> but, I, I I can still remember. I mean, it's, it's such a stupid naive thing to say as well. When I couldn't find where I was supposed to be staying. And the guy said that he only had somebody long, long for a ship. I remember saying to him, can you not just put me in a cell for the night? <laughs> I, I now even think about that. I don't want to get stuck in a Spanish prison. What a stupid thing that was. That's funny. <laughs> what did oh. they say? They said no. They said they couldn't do it. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was scary and costly. But yeah, mm-hmm. come up, come up, like something similar happened, happened when you... like get lost on your way back from Sri Lanka. That's that's more. That's people get get fucking their kidneys stolen in Sri Lanka. Uh no, I didn't get lost. I just didn't turn up for my flight because I thought it was a day later. So then I was just like waiting for the next flight. But I had to sleep in the airport on the floor for like twelve hours to wait for the next one. And then the next one was delayed. And then I got horrendously sick when I got home. Yeah. I don't know why. No. But I just remember puking loads. It was horrible. It was all my own fault. <laughs> did you um did you hear about the woman Because uh, I know there's 190 people stranded at the, like off island at the minute now we've closed the borders. Yeah. Uh and there's a woman in Australia. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, yeah. Is her name Is her name what? Emma. I can't Was she about 50? Oh no, different person. There's someone else stuck in Australia that got in touch with us um, uh, to say they were trapped. There trapped. was a, there was an um, anyway. She was on everybody's favourite Max journalist Paul Moulton's uh, thing, and yeah. uh, the like. I I've never listened to anyone right. You knew the first like at the beginning of March. She went she went to Australia like the fifth of March or something like that. And you think like you deserve this. Mm. You know, who goes? Who who goes? Yeah, oh, like I mean, you you talk about a going to a country which has got like COVID outbreaks. Going to like, I would imagine a stop off somewhere which is probably doing reasonably shitty at the minute. Um, mm-hmm. I just I don't I don't understand the the logic of people doing things like that. That is leaving it very late, and I can understand like people being worried about money and stuff like that but march is very late you know and and i think a lot of people would have been accepting like taking their losses you know for the better good the only sympathy i've got for people is um people that may have been traveling that were a long way away when the sort of two-week window came up but still the world's a small place now and two weeks is a long fucking time to get yourself home that was the story that the other girl in Australia um, said. She got in touch with us and said that she'd been back backpacking around Australia yeah. and she couldn't get home in that two-week time period because Australia 
put the prices up to like two thousand pounds for a flight to England. Yeah, and she and she didn't have the money to get home, um. So she was just stranded until they lowered the prices, basically. Wow. And I felt bad. To, I felt bad for her. Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Uh, but yeah, yeah. the people that that are in in that position, um, service people that might be away on tours, and people that work in like oil rigs and stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah. can I can understand that. But if if you're on holiday, like fucking mm. play it where it stands. <laughs> you don't yeah. you, you don't no, des- you don't you, you don't deserve my sympathy at that point. Yeah. We've had so many people get in touch with us. Um like funnily, just about anything now, like just I think some people just want want people to talk to, which is absolutely fine. But some of the messages we get in, like someone rang up to be like my neighbor's having a barbecue can you tell them to stop and it was like uh i don't don't know how we're expected to do that <laughs> and then some other woman some other woman rang up and she sounded like a nice nice sort of elderly lady mid 80s and she left this voicemail message and it was absolutely horrendous she said no word of a lie she went um I know where coronavirus came from. It was around in Darwin times. And it comes from when um, a black man marries a white woman. And they're they're allotted, it was something like allotted, four children, one white, one black, and two khaki. And then she just went, okay, thank you, bye. And (laughs) that was just like, oh my gosh. Wow. Um, Some of the calls to get in, honestly. And it's like, does, what was even the news there? Like, apart uh, from the fact that you're racist. Ima- imagine, like, what did you expect? Did you expect you to grab a pen and go, right, yeah, yeah, black, white, <laughs> mar- yeah. yeah. Khaki, you say? Two <laughs> <laughs> khaki, or one khaki, two khaki, okay. I'll get it on the three o'clock news. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, do you mind if I use you as a source, or would you like to stay anonymous? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well i'll tell you what i think uh i think we'll wrap her up there um thanks for coming to speak to me because keeping me sane again yeah all good and uh yeah i i i i'm hoping sooner or later we can start having podcasts back in my house so i can actually see people again yeah i look forward to it if you don't end up turning into an axe murderer well, I mean, realistically, even when you were here six months ago, the potential was there. So it I, was, yeah. I, 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 w- I wouldn't worry about things being speeded up at all. I promise I won't murder you. If that okay. makes you feel any better. There's there's, the, there's loads more people out there I prefer to murder than you. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, please go and do the patron thing because I'm not allowed to go to work anymore and it helps. Um, yeah. And other than that, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.